Hello, ghosts and ghouls. Hi, guys. We're back on Tuesdays. If you didn't Whoa. catch on that, we slowly and discreetly moved back to our terrified Tuesdays. And this is Nope, I'm Scared. Oh, yeah, I forgot we were calling it that. Yes, we are Nope, I'm Scared. We're a spooky podcast. I'm Ella. I'm Alexa. And we do a lot of things, actually. We're spooky, true crimey, culty. Are Whatever. you trying to tell me none of that is just under the realm of spooky? No, I wouldn't say all cults are spooky. What? I ain't cult or fucking spooky. Well, oh, t- like okay. Well, ask me this after this episode, okay? How about that? <laughs> That's not ominous at all. <laughs> um, changes, updates, uh, updates. Josh is editing the podcast now. He is Woo, our little, yeah. what should we call him? Our little pumpkin? That's not spooky enough. I know, like, because the tripod calls Miles the gremlin. I don't know what my favorite murder calls Steven. They just call him Steven. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh is our Steven. Okay, so yeah. So if you, oh, the microphone. Shit. It no, doesn't, doesn't want to stand still. I don't really know what's up with it this today. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, any other updates other than the move? Um, we're moving. I'm taking a two week vacation, so it uh, won't. It shouldn't be a problem to you guys. You're just gonna we're just gonna stockpile episodes. We I think came to the d- the conclusion that we needed to push one of our cases that we wanted to do until yeah, later the case that we were talking about just because when we sat down to actually want to do it the schedules were conflicting and As ella's always. got a lot going on and i'm leaving my job so i can't not be at work for the time being until i leave so mm-hmm. it'll come later it'll be a little late it's okay um but it'll get done yeah, yeah. and so it yeah whatever um shits will happen and then what what day was it was it two days ago was it yesterday i think it was two days ago um if you guys know us you know that we love real life ghost stories the podcast and it came we they told the entire podcast community that one of their hosts had suddenly passed away and we didn't know that he had been sick for a long time, and we were completely gobsmacked yeah, by the news. Honestly, and it is it is awful. I don't even I can't even comprehend it. It, it. I woke up to a text from Ella, and I promptly woke up Josh, who was also shocked and destroyed. Probably, yeah. Well, because um, we've been listening to them for years, like. Yeah, for years, because I was still in school school. I think I stumbled onto their podcast around episode five, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. They're five like- or six, and I've been there the whole time. I'm a little behind now because I had other podcasts I had to catch up on, like My Fair Murder. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's kind of like a bittersweet thing that I have a lot of episodes to listen to where he's still here. Um, yeah. But I'm just... Well, like, they had a YouTube channel and everything. Yeah, and he did uh, Twitch streams also. And he, has, he did 50p Movie Club, if you yeah. don't have him there, too. So, um, 
I just well, we will miss them, and we're very we're very sorry about the whole yeah. situation. Our love and best wishes out to their family and all that. All of that. I'm being very discreet because I don't know the we want their names out there. All of it. Yeah. So with that, we're gonna change gears a little bit, and we're gonna dive into this. Wild yeah, I don't case. know anything about this case, and apparently we had been talking about it. We did, and we I talked just don't about remember. It, and you told me we were trying to figure out what you were gonna do because I still needed time to research this. Um, and I said one word to you, and that one word you focused on and sent me a bunch of question marks back. Do you want to take a oh guess? Oh my god, at was it? this like a week ago when we were trying to um figure out what to do for July? Or, like, for this month, because we had our big case, and then we had the one I did in the yeah. beginning, and you were like, well, I have this up. Do you remember the word now? Was it just cult with a bunch of question marks? Yes, it was cult okay. with a bunch of question marks. I, <laughs> I don't like cults. But you also love them. Like, you're the one. I also when, love them. When we first sat down to write topics for this podcast about a year ago when we started, Ella just wrote cults yeah and, like, cults was probably one of the first things on there <laughs> but like it was just i'm gonna cover all cults in one episode <laughs> and i was like no <laughs> no i just was no like, you're we not need to do we need to talk about cults okay um <laughs> but for um okay so what i just want to say while i was researching this i read couple different articles and i watched most of a docuseries i ran out of time and couldn't watch the last oh, shit. two episodes okay so i will get there what the fuck is this and if i miss a few things for the ending i'm sorry i was focused more on like what actually happened during the big moments of the time so i don't have like a ton of like and then what you know. Where is this docu-series on? Netflix. It came out three years ago, and I had not... Shit. Like, I knew I don't about, know what the fuck this is. Like, yeah, it's not a recent thing, and this... So, yeah, this came out in 2018. I had sort of... I, I... Fuck, 2018 was three years ago, not two. We no, fucking I lost know. a year. That's why I said, I'm like, this is three years ago. But I did the same thing where I was like, that's two years ago. But anyway, it was 2018. It came out in 2018. Um, and, like, I found this after I had remembered, or, I guess, stumbled upon this. And that's not the right word, because, like, I remembered a thing, and I was like, oh, let me look into that thing. And then through oh, looking up that thing. Oh, was this the thing you were thing, talking about where you were like, I got distracted and did something else? Maybe. I think so. I have, I wrote down, like, six different things lately. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I've yeah. got things to look forward to, then. Um... But yes, so this, how much do you want me to tell me, how much do you want me to tell you before I just start telling the story? Because the Not listeners, let's just jump into yeah, it. Because the listeners all know that because of the title. Oh, fuck, they, they know more than I do right now. Maybe. I don't know why this isn't talked about enough because I, I only knew it because of something I will tell you at the end. But still, I had no idea, and I don't know why more people don't know about it. It's wacky. This is so suspicious on so many levels. Okay. 
So for for this story to begin, I would like you to travel with me, okay? We're going yes. to India, all right? India. India. What do you think oh. about India, Ella? What are you thinking about? Is it a little princess? Is that what you're thinking no, about? No, I'm thinking mainly about their architecture and their art, because that's what I love studying in my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're thinking about their religions, their beauty, their wonderful and, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to think about any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that. Nope. Um, nope. Okay, so all the right. biggest person we're going to start off talking about is kind of, sort of the man behind the curtain, I guess. If you're the Wizard oh. of Oz reference, you know. Mm-hmm. His name is not, this is not his real name. I, I did look it up and now I don't think I wrote it down, so it's gone forever. Um, so we will just know him as Rajneesh. Rajneesh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a nickname that he got sometime in his childhood, which I have questions about because the meaning of it is either God of Night or Lord of Night. Okay. And I already am like, what name, what, who named this child the God of Night? <laughs> I named this child? I don't understand. Anyway, he stuck with it for, like, most of his life, so I do not understand. I mean, props to dedication, man. I guess. He just really liked it. He's like, yeah, I'm Dracula. <laughs> um, okay, so we're zooming forward. He claimed to become enlightened when he was only 21 while sitting under a tree. Oh, yeah, you always gotta trust the 21-year-olds. Yeah, and you know, anyone, I mean, he kind of did say this where he thought Buddha lived inside everyone and everyone could become Buddha if they, like, meditated enough, I think. It's, he's... Okay. So, I, I have Kind come, of on the right track, I guess. Yeah, here, I have come to the conclusion that I think this is a cult, even though it's not the worst cult out there. But I want you to keep an open mind and tell me when you're like, okay... Yeah. <laughs> Where's the line? Because that's where I went into this. I was like, I don't, I'm just going to call them a commune until things point out to me that I'm like, I don't know about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And some of it, yeah. I'm not, and parts of this, I'm not mad at them at all. Like, it, it, we'll get there, okay? Okay. I trust, okay. I, I don't trust you in this regard, actually. Sorry. <laughs> When he was still a student, he was got he had the reputation that he was like disruptively argumentative, argumentative. There it is, uh, to the point that the school said, "You know what? You don't have to come to class unless there's a test." Oh shit! Okay. Um, and he was studying philosophy, and he like got a bachelor's in philosophy, and then he became a professor but was soon asked to transfer elsewhere because the school considered him a danger to their students' morality, character, and religion. What the fuck? Off to a great start. Okay. And this is, like, he was in school in, like, the 50s. Like, the late 50s, (laughs) early 60s. So the unethical experimentation of that time period. 
Got it. I guess so. But also, we're in India. So, like, it's a little different. That's a know? fair point. So now we're at 1967, 1968 area. Um, he starts traveling around India as a public speaker, and he's very good at it. Like, uh, he, he that's what you get for being called the Lord of Night. Well, and I think it's just like he's just one of those people that was like captivating when he spoke. You know, that falls mm-hmm. into like a certain category of people who were also captivating when they spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't normally turn out to be good people. Uh, the, I don't entirely, I don't, I don't know. I think he's a little strange, but I, we'll get there. He, he's, he's conflicting to me because some things that he thinks, I'm like, all right. And then some things I'm like, how are you this person and this person? Makes no sense. Like, we went too far in one direction. You started out pretty good, and then all these things make no sense. Yeah, and then what happened? (laughs) So, yeah, he's he's traveling around, and he's trying to tell the country... He's trying to tell the people that he's speaking to how he feels about the country. And so his biggest thing was... I mean, that's going to piss off a lot of people. uh, I'm also trying to make this one part, but we'll see, because I am me... And I'm yeah. a little far. It's eight pages of notes. So we'll see. We love you anyways. <laughs> um, so he said that socialism would socialize only poverty. And he described Gandhi as a masochistic re- reactionary who worshipped poverty. I mean, I don't like Gandhi either. I know. Because he's a shitbag of a person. He, he wasn't as good as he gets put in history. I mean, like, among others. So like that's kind of where I'm like people. that's kind of where I'm like okay yeah, cool yeah, like, Gandhi I can wasn't see fine. that and I think that socialism that was present in the 60s was very corrupt so that's oh, why sure. that's why so many people are afraid of socialism now um, okay so he felt what India needed to escape its backwardness was capitalism. Science, modern technology, and birth control. (laughs) He thought there was a huge population problem, (laughs) and he said, we need birth control. (laughs) Okay, I think that's the one part I respect about all of that. It's kind of weird because technology. Yeah, because he's kind of like a champion for feminism, but like in the weirdest ways. He's like, yeah, you know what we need? Birth control. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but also uh, capitalism. But also capitalism. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, He criticized... Yeah, again, I'm not at that point yet where I'm like, eh, I'm like, you know, this guy's just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he criticized Orthodox Indian religions as dead, filled with empty rituals, oppressing their followers with fears of damnation, and the promises of a blessing. Oh, that doesn't sound like any other religion we know. I mean, most organized religions could fit yeah, almost in there. Yeah, every depending, organized religion. Depending on who's teaching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, like, quote, I come not to teach, but to awaken. I am not the son of God. I am not special. You know what? I can respect that. Yeah, but we're going to keep going, okay? It kind of feels a little 
gaslighting. Uh-huh. So But <laughs> it's not as bad as it could get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, continue. He, he called his teachings the life awakening movement, and it was a big hit. Are we talking about the guy who started the Church of Scientology? No. Okay, good. I was a little concerned that's where this was going. Uh, he was a big hit because to the, like, present-day world, he was very controversial and just different. He called mm-hmm. on churches to relax around sex. Um, and mm-hmm. so then people started to label him as a sex guru. A sex guru. <laughs> he was okay. uh, a big champion of... He pushed his followers to be creative. And, like, whatever mm-hmm. you did, he was, like, make music, make pop, make, uh, not poverty, make pottery, um, art, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But whatever you do, do it creatively. Um, I respect that. All right. And then, in turn, that creativity would come back to you through intimacy with your partner. Okie dokie. <laughs> Um, he said that... If that's what you want to do, man, go for it. I mean, creativity is nice, I guess. You know, whatever floats people's (laughs) votes. You know? Exactly, whatever floats your boat. He said religion should show you how to enjoy life, not to hate life, or to make it full of misery. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. We're still with him Uh, A point has been made. He spoke of unconditional love, joy, openness... And that the repression of things makes them the cause of societal's problems. Okay. So, like, in example, he said that the church has made such a focus on sex and how it's bad. And so because mm-hmm. we're oppressing the sexual urge, it's now becoming a sexual obsession in society. That's a valid point. I, I also yeah. think it's really funny where it's like abstinence is the one way to like not get pregnant and their entire religion is based off the Virgin Mary getting pregnant that's without funny. having sex. Oh, that's like, how does this make sense to you guys? Yeah. Anyways, back um, on topic. Yes. Yeah, so he was focused on creating a new awakened man where all nationalities, races, religions would sit together as one. All right. Still, I'm we're totally still, cool We're still that. doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said that the East and the West of the worlds were broken in different ways, and to fix themselves, they needed to bring... Like, it's like the two halves they wanted to bring together, and it was, mm-hmm. like, basically saying, like, each of them is missing what the other has. So if we bring them together, we'll be a perfect thing. Oh, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect thing, but all right. He was telling people that more people are going to come and join this because this is the new experiment. Um, and oh, people, we hate the word experiment. People ate that shit up. They loved him. Like, the way that people talk about this man and still, like, speak about him and think about him and how they felt about him back then, that's where I'm like, Things don't seem healthy here. Um, yeah, like it's an obsession kind of thing. Well, I don't actually think I wrote this in my notes, but most of them would call him either the Bhagwan, which means like the Blessed One, or they would call him the Master. 
Mm. So okay. like, that's kind of where I'm like, that's interesting. Is he like the anti-Charles Manson? Just like the complete opposite side of it? Um, I haven't had enough to think of, so let's, like, we'll keep talking. Okay, okay, cool. Um, We'll talk our way through this. Because I was still putting this together like half an hour ago. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, So because of his controversial controversial viewpoints, he ended up attracting a lot of, like, smart people who had been, like, outside of religion because they didn't see their world in it. But through Mm -hmm. him, they were like, I could sign on to that. And also, like, when you watch this docuseries, it seemed like a lot of the smart people who were, like, doctors and lawyers and whatever were, like, very unhappy in their life. And then they went to a meditation and their, like, eyes, like, freaked. They freaked out because it was like, I feel so much better. And then they were just sucked in. Oh, shit. Okay. So he kept talking. I mean, honestly, I would like feeling that much better after something. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the practices are fine, and I think the core of it to be, like, happy and at peace and joyful... Okay, see, that's, that's what fine. most things are. Yeah, I mean, like, we should all be trying to be loving unconditionally and whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. as most things are, everything with a good intention doesn't always end up that way. You know what they say about the road to hell? I don't. I don't know what they say. You don't- the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Ah, that's right. I don't know. I don't plan on going to hell soon. <laughs> I was like, so. what? <laughs> I don't remember. Can't remember the last time I was around a super religious person. <laughs> I don't know. And I was also telling Josh, I don't like any of those idioms. Like the whole, like, idle hands are a devil's playground. I'm like, no, Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not. That's capitalism because you want me to be working. And I want to mm-hmm. lay here and do nothing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Anyway, he had this idea of creating, like, an oasis, a commune where people could come and visit with him and he could teach them things. Um, Okay, we're kind of getting into this as a little strange territory, but we're not entirely there yet. The biggest thing is, like, People who came to him, like, I told you, like, people would go to a meditation and they would just be sucked in. But, like, people would straight up abandon their lives and go to India and be with him. Like, oh shit! there was this one woman who had been sold the, like, happily ever after of, like, you fall in love, you get married, you have kids, and then it's great. And then she got to there and she was like, it's not great. This is bad. I hate my life right now. And so she went to some meditation and had a life-changing moment. She dropped her husband. She dropped her kids. And she just went to India. Oh, shit. And it's okay. like, that's not okay. And, like, it, that was happening with a bunch of people where they would, like, have, they'd meet him and they would just take off. And they would, like, dip completely from the lives what before. In the world? And they would go to India and they would just live there doing whatever job that they gave them, like scrubbing toilets, mopping floors, farming, whatever it was, they would just do it. And they would like this. I'm fine. I was a a high class lawyer, but sure. I'll scrub some tiles. As long as I can be around the sky. Okay. Um, continue. Yeah. So 
also, when you became a disciple, disciple of Rajneesh, you would change your name to a new sannyasin name. Um, and some people never changed their name back after they left. They still have that name that he mm. gave them. Okay, then. And you also wore a full outfit of either red, orange, or pink. Oh, Mon- that's flattering. Monochromatic. Ew. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like you could wear orange that's and red pants. <laughs> I, I think it's a very bold statement. I definitely probably could not pull out this color palette. I don't know. Um... But I just don't like the monochromaticness of it because all the shades like match too. It wasn't like you were wearing like a peach and an orange bottom. It was like all the same color and like you couldn't. Okay, really mix so and we're match just here for crimes of fashion. All right, <laughs> I see I how it is. I don't mind. It's fine. That's just the thing of theirs. I don't know that I would have signed on for that. <laughs> You're one. Like I'm not doing it because they don't have cute outfits. Sure. I mean, among many other things, but okay. Mm-hmm. I personally, I I don't mind the thing, but it's not getting me to fly to India. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm if I'm okay. in 1968, I'm not flying to India. Okay, I, I see your point. All right. Um. So he told them in order to help the people that they wanted to help, they needed to be rich. So they were going to become materialistic spiritualists. Right, I forgot he's a capitalist. And I'm just like, that's a very big oxymoron. A materialistic yeah. spiritualist. Okay. <laughs> it's like this literally super contradictory, but go ahead. Like, yeah. all right. So in 1970, he had a personal secretary named Lakshmi. Um, who was the daughter of a very early follower, and through her, because of her dad, like, she was connected to, like, Gandhi and, like, a lot of other people. So she had, like, status. And through Mm -hmm. her, they were able to raise money to buy, like, a building that could be their base camp in Pune, Pune, India. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And then this is where he changes his name to Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, which basically means Blessed One Sir Rajneesh. And as we know, Rajneesh means Rajneesh the God is... of Night. So he is Blessed One Sir God of Night. That's not pretentious. That's a lot that you're trying to say a lot. about yourself. Especially self-proclaimed, like... Yeah, like Bhagwan, I think was like what you gave. The what I don't know what the word is, but other than Bhagwan, but it's like their priests of their religion, like not of their religion, but of Indian religions. Like mm-hmm. it was like that was a high thing you could give, but he gave it to himself. Uh, yeah, yep. Um. So then he starts traveling less, and people start coming to him much more. Um, and he comes out with this thing called dynamic meditation. And it's four steps, okay? Okay. So the first step is you cover your eyes with a blindfold, and you basically make yourself hyperventilate. That doesn't sound safe. Uh, you're just supposed to breathe really fast and, like, 
basically make yourself hyperventilate, but in a controlled manner because- Sorry, if I sat in a room like that with a bunch of other people who are just breathing really quickly, I would fucking lose it. It would be so funny to me. Well, good, because step two is to go crazy. Oh my god. You're just- anything inside of you that needs to come out, let it go. Scream, throw yourself on the ground, cry, yell, whatever. And it would get nuts. Like, people would, like, I don't know, they would be, like, throwing themselves on the ground, fighting people, sort of. Like, wrestling, but not, like, harmfully. And so all of that you let out, okay? Mm -hmm. And then step three is you jump up and down with your arms over your head. And when your, like, toes jump off the ground, you go, like, so it would be, like, (laughs) as you're jumping. Okay. And then step four is quiet time and rest. Because you've gotten it all out. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So somewhere in all of this time, um, a girl with the last name, I guess, like, I don't know what her name was before she met him. And, like, Her full name is, like, Ma Anad Sheila, but everyone just called her Sheila, and she Mm -hmm. is brought by her dad to visit um, Rajneesh, and at some point she ends up sitting at his feet, and she looks up at him, and he tells her, Ah, Sheila, I love you, and you love me too. What? Uh, okay. And then Um. she starts following him. She's just like, oh, my whole life, this man. She's also 16 at the time. 15 or 16. Uh, so he was like, I love you. And she said, okay, I'm with you now. Well, he, like, she looked at him and he was, and he looked at her at his feet and was like, I and love I you and him, you love me. And he looks at me. Anyways. Did you hear me? No. I said, he looked at her and then you started singing. And I said, uh, oh, he yes, was, I heard that. And he was like, ah, oh, Sheila, I love you and you love me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, she joins him. Um, and she ended up becoming his personal secretary's assistant. So, like, the assistant okay. to the assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Bougie. I... Yeah. At the end of one of his teachings, he's almost... He gets a knife thrown at him. Uh, Jesus, the microphone. Okay. Uh, He gets a knife thrown at him by a Hindu fundamentalist who believed that he was a member of the CIA. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And that's when they were like, maybe we should leave India. Um, and this then, is getting a little wild. Yeah, I told you. Um, and so there's, because people have come from all over the globe to India. And mm-hmm. so there's some Americans in this thing. And they're like, well, you know, in America, you have freedom of religion. And so everyone starts looking at coming to America. Mm-hmm. So then. Because we totally stick to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's totally not gonna not apply backfire to them on this them at all. Time at all either. Anyway, oh, yeah. 
So at the, around this time when they were thinking about going to America, he had sent uh, Lakshmi around to find a different place to work out. Lakshmi's his secretary, right? His secretary, yes. Um, and she was not having like any luck, and she was like he was sending her basically on these like wild goose chases all over India to try and find a new settlement for them. And mm-hmm. while she's out doing all of that stuff, uh, Rajneesh brings Sheila in because Sheila is Lakshmi's like, like Lakshmi is Sheila's boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets brought in, and he's like what do you think of Lakshmi? And she said, I don't see good hope here. And she's 17 right now. She's 17. Okay. So he's like, Mm -hmm. what do you think of your boss? And she was like, she can't do this. Uh, Uh, She like full on was like, no, she sucks. Get rid of her. (laughs) Um, And he's like, okay, well, what would, what would you do with a man like me? And she said, I don't know if I could do anything in India, but if I go to America, I might be able to do something. And then So she was trying to convince him to go to America? She was just saying what she would do. Because remember, she loves him and he loves her. Um, right. And so right then, he's like, you're my new secretary. Oh, shit. Promoted yeah. on the spot. Yeah, Lakshmi is in God knows where in India. And she's been fired and replaced by her subordinate. <laughs> That's okay. gotta be a rough day for her. Um, so, Sheila said when you become his personal secretary, that means that you carry the cross for him. And, um, so, like, she took He's over, He's not like, Jesus. He said he wasn't exactly, special. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Okay, okay. Um, I think we're hitting the point where I'm like, this is a little weird, guys. Why okay. are we doing this? Yeah, gonna get it worse. So then, uh, during okay, this time great, also, great. Sheila was married. Okay? Sheila's married. 17-year-old girl, Sheila. Married. To a lovely India. Jewish man. In the 50s. 70s. Uh, whatever the fuck this is. Uh, 70s. She's married to a lovely Jewish man, and he dies because of a disease. She dies? He died. He died. Of some mysterious you disease that they did not know. Um, I was not expecting that. No, neither was I. And she started to see it towards the end and was like, she went to Rajneesh and was like, I think he's going to die. And he told her, don't cry, though, because if you cry, it's going to be hard for him to die. I think it's going to be hard anyways. Well, then he died. And instead of letting her, like, deal with her grief, he had doctors put her to sleep for three days. What? Yeah. He would just knocked her out for three days. And when she woke up, he was what? like, okay, time to be done with it. Now you're going to work a lot. What? Okay, 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 okay. We're going to unpack some of this. Some of it. First off, how did he convince doctors to put her asleep for three days? Because he's the master and they're all under him. He Oh, right, because he had doctors under him. Yeah. But that means he would have had to get the stuff to do it, too. Well, no, he could have just told them, put her. she's going to freak out, put her to sleep. 
Okay. Overstepping boundaries. For sure. And then when, and then for like to have the gall to be like, well, you're awake now. You've been asleep for three days. It's time to bury yourself. Yeah. You had three days to sleep and grieve and process everything that you could ever need to process. And now that you're awake, it's time to bury yourself and work because I need you. Also, who even knows what she was going through when she was knocked out, literally? Well, and also, like, let's just assume that she was so, like, completely drugged that she was just fucking comatose. She's not processing anything. She woke up and it was like, my husband died yesterday. And he was like, no, that was three days ago. Time to work. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, what did she do? Okay. No, she just worked. She was like, okay. Time to work, yes. What? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Um. So because she's carrying the cross as his personal secretary, she becomes the face of the commune. And she's making all the big decisions while going to him for, like, counsel and stuff. So she um, has become a full, a full-on girl boss, like a stereotypical... Yeah, and because, like, if she's making all the decisions, he can't get in trouble for it if something goes wrong. (sighs) Of course. So she is doing everything right now to get him out of India because things in India seem kind of, I don't know, weird for him right now. You know, a knife was thrown at him. Yeah, people are Um, trying to assassinate him now. Yeah, so she gets him out of India in a very hush-hush way. And she flies him to America in the middle of the night because they bought an entire top half of a 747 just for him. What? Because did you know that they're double-decker planes? I did, yeah. But how did they... What? Because they, like, took money from some of the people that came. Like, people donated money, and he tended to attract, like, well-off people yeah so he had lawyers and doctors you know and remember they're materialistic spiritualists so they have to have money otherwise how can they be materialistic i hate all of this (laughs) um so while they're on the on the plane sheila says that he felt so precious and so fragile and you know he's a thousand years old and i'm taking care of him um does she assassinate him and become the leader herself? Because that'd be kind of fun. No, but I don't know why we're not focusing on the fact that she said he was a thousand years old. Yeah, also precious and fragile. That's where I was like, check please, this is a cult. <laughs> and that's pretty <laughs> I'm much getting where, out of here. That's where Josh was like, I only needed to hear that line. <laughs> um. Yes. So, yeah, so... Because now they're thinking he's some fucking god figure. I mean, they already were treating him that way. Because he could make them happy in a world that was making them miserable. Mm-hmm. But he all, he said he's, you know, not special or anything. Mm-mm. So, I don't entirely know where he goes when he gets on that plane, because he doesn't go straight to the ranch that she bought. he didn't bring anyone else. He just brought Sheila. Yeah, like, Sheila and a few other people. Like, uh, the woman that I was telling you that she left her whole family and was there for four years, like, he, she told on the docuseries that she went, 
she was asked to come outside and she watched him get in his Rolls Royce and drive away. And she instantly was like panicked and was like, what am I going to do now? Uh, so the minute he went away, they, did they, was it more like they snapped back to who they were or they were like, he's gone. What do we do without him? Yeah, it was more of the second one. And she was like, he did, was he going to come back? When is he coming back? He has to come back. And, oh my uh, god, what? So yeah, I don't know where he goes directly because I don't think, maybe they waited I, until then, but like, because- At this point, he's clearly out for himself and not for anyone else, because otherwise he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, because Sheila has gone to America, that's why I'm not entirely sure if she went first and then flew him out later, or flew him somewhere else and also went at the same time. To go do all the stuff she's about to do. Mm-hmm. Because she flies to Oregon. To Antelope, Oregon. Which is a very small town of 40 people in the middle oh of Oregon. Oh my god. And in the she, middle of bumfuck nowhere. In the middle of central Oregon, which is a desert. For people who don't know that Oregon has deserts. It is mm-hmm. a desert. Um, with grass. A desert with grass. Right. Not sand. Grass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she bought a 63,000 acre ranch called Big Muddy Ranch. Holy shit. Also, side note, we may have listened to a little bit of Morbid covering this episode in your car one time on our way to Target. No, I don't think I've ever heard them talk about this. Really? Because they were talking about a cult in Oregon, unless I would not be surprised if Oregon had multiple cults. Probably, but I don't think I've ever heard people talk about this on the podcast. I not the ones that I'm listening to. let you know the further we get into this. Okay. So this ranch is 19 miles out of Antelope, and they were going to move their entire movement out there and build a ranch and a whole community all that they could be self-sufficient off of. They all wanted to be materialistic, though. Yeah, but I think really they just wanted their own place. Like, that's kind of how it feels. Um, and apparently, Yeah, like they were just using it as an excuse kind of thing. Yeah. And then apparently in Oregon, there was this law that if you have 150 registered voters, you can make your own town. So yeah, they did that. They went down there, they had 154, and they made their own, like, city basically. Okay. Um, And then they wanted to do that because then then everything on their land would also be their own government and they could decide how to make buildings and, like, how to plan it. Like, they didn't have to worry about following the city's rules about it. They could just build Because they would be their own city. Yeah. And they called this the promised land. The promised land the promised land um that name never ends well in literally anything (laughs) so they built this whole city that could house up to ten thousand people and they worked their asses off uh i don't necessarily think it was the healthiest and i think that they were really using the people who flew out there like the praise they were using like the praise of rajneesh Because they were working, like, day and night, 16 hours, and they were calling it worship. 
Oh shit, yeah, and, that's like, definitely uh, being huge. being out there and building all this shit for ever in I don't remember what month they flew out in, but Oregon in the summer in this desert is fucking hot. So I don't know what yeah, they no, did. Yeah, no, that's miserable. Especially 16 hours a day. I don't even want to be awake for 12 hours a day. <laughs> um, so I said, remember earlier, that he was kind of a weird feminist in, in like, a very different way. Because yeah, with his championing birth control or whatever. Control. But also, women had equal roles and helped build a lot of the city. And they also ended up, you know, holding a lot of the positions of power later on. Um, like, I mean, I he gave... I can unfortunately respect that. Like, I mean, he gave the whole um, operation to Sheila. And then Sheila made her own, like, team of people. And a lot of those people were women. So, like, it was a bunch of women running stuff. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So they built buildings plumbing, electricity, they may have used solar power, uh, they were building infrastructure, everything. They had houses, they had shopping centers, they had a huge meditation center, they Damn. had a farming, a pizza place, and an airport. That's wild. Honestly, when you watch it, it looks incredible. And it's like, how, how many people built this thing? But he, they had city planners, like, like in their group. So they were like literally. You can see them doing like architecture grid, and like yeah, all they of had it. so many fucking smart ass people that they managed to convince into this. Yeah, because I feel like I feel That's like so crazy to I, me. I feel like they were able to get people because it was like a religion that was anti-religion. Yeah, you know. Um, That's how you burned it. But they built back the land because the land had been like completely um, neglected for years and it had dried out. And when they started pouring time back into it, they were like it was turning green again. And then they started to see wildlife come back. Oh, um, wow. Because they did. Oregon used to have these like antelopes, which is why it was which is why antelope it's called antelope. Oregon. And they're weird. I've seen one. They're a weird <laughs> antelope, and it scared me. Um, anyway, so then Rajneesh gets there in August. So I'm guessing they were working through, like, June and July, if not a little bit through earlier. Through the worst bits of it. That's what I'm saying. It's bad. So he gets there in August of 1981, and Sheila describes his arrival as if she were a new bride waiting to receive her husband for the first night of their wedding. Um, okay. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Continue. So, would you believe it if I told you that the people of Antelope, Oregon, did not like these people coming in? I, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, because they Oregon. didn't. Yeah, they were a... Pretty much, I think, entirely white city that moved very slow and everybody knew everybody because there was only 40 residents in this fucking town. Mm -hmm. um, and they were just seeing people dressed like all in red walk past them down the street to get to the ranch all the time. And they were like, what the fuck's going on here? What? 
They said the reps. Yeah, definitely, like, we're absolutely not, like, no. No, of course they didn't like these people. Like, that obvious. Um, they said the red clothing was a sign of evil, um, that they all looked like they were under some type of influence, uh, and they saw Rajneesh as a stranger with bad intent, and they wanted their sleepy town back. Um, all, it was all a bunch of nonsense. They had no, none of it. Uh, um, this sounds like it's going to end well. Everyone's uh, going to be all happy and smiles. Yeah. And then pretty soon after they moved in, there was an ad in a magazine advertising to explore every sexual nook and cranny of yourself. Um, And they hated what? that. <laughs> they were like, nobody needs to know my darkest secrets. Uh, and they were super uncomfortable with how the Sanishians, uh, Sanyasins, sorry, expressed love, or Rajneeshis, I think they're the same thing. It's not entirely, there's the people who follow Rajneesh, and there's Sanyasins, but all people who follow Rajneesh are also Sanyasins. You get me? Okay. So, like, not all Sanyasins followed Rajneesh. But all Rajneeshis followed were part of Sanyasins. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got it. Um, so they didn't like how they expressed love with each other. Like they would kind of like European, like kiss each other when they saw it. But yeah, like, like on, super casual kind yeah, of Yeah, but thing. like on the lips, they would kiss each other when they saw each other or when they were leaving. They would like hug each other. They would dance without music. Um, they seemed to be like happy all the time. And we can't have that. Not in America. Um, okay. and they were very, like, they had marital coupling, but they define, each coupling got to define marriage in their own way. And so if they had other partners, like, that was their own thing that they were doing. Like, it didn't matter. Okay. Like, I'm not, that sounds like everyone just wanted to have an open marriage. And I'm like, that's yeah. their decision. With, with the entire town. Yeah. Um, so the mayor of Antelope at the time was Margaret Hill, I think. I was typing and listening. Um, and mm -hmm. she did not think, get this, that it was right for a group of people to move in and destroy the culture that had already been there. <laughs> okay. This is the part where I tell you that this is yeah. also native land. There was exactly. at least three nations on this land, land before white people got there. But okay, sure. <sighs> yeah, exactly, she, but okay, sure. Yeah. She was getting letters from, like, people all over the world, like, parents of, of children that had decided to, like, leave, like, adult children who had decided mm -hmm. to leave and follow Rajneesh. And they were like, my daughter left 13 years ago, not 13 but, like, she left years ago, and I don't know what happened to her. And, like, all these other things saying, like, they didn't like these people. Um, and so yeah, the, the people of Antelope felt that they were being taken over. And they often felt like they were being talked down to and that they didn't think they were very smart. And they mm -hmm. felt the sannyasins were trying to prove to them how to really run a community. Yeah, they were, like, trying to show him up kind of thing. That's kind of how they felt, yes. I um, mean, I can't say I really blame them. I mean, I think But also, the, it's Oregon. 
I think the biggest thing is that nobody likes to see their way of life change. Um, yeah. But I also think that, like, they weren't really do. They were living on the property that they had bought, like, 20 miles away. Yeah. So, like, they only came into town, like, sometimes to buy exactly. stuff or walk like, around. Get over yourself. Like, they like just because you don't like that they wear monochromatic colors doesn't mean they're bad. <laughs> just because if they're I able to show people like they love people... each other. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't like people who wore outfits that I didn't like, I would have like no friends. Yeah. Not me though, right? No, not you, not Ashley, not Danny. Y'all are stylish. <laughs> I'm AF. stylish. In my sleepy, I'm tired garb. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, kind of unrelated, there was a mass suicide in Jonestown. Don't know the state. Um, but it got uh, blamed on the Rajneeshis as a collective religion. as well. And this is where they start calling them a cult. Um, because the target of the mass suicide... Their the target's daughter was a sannyasin. Um, so because her dad died, I think they were mm-hmm. like, "Well, her look at his daughter. Look at what, of course, would happen to him. I don't know. Yeah, um, like of course they're connected. Yeah, the actual person who was the problem at the center of that whole mess was actually a Christian. Uh, and uh, this is where the whole Christians versus Rajneeshi started. Sorry, it's pretty much Christian versus anyone at this point, but sure. Uh, so they labeled them as a cult, and they like hyper focused on the fact that they had sexual and relationship freedom, and they said that they mm-hmm. worshipped the darkness, and made sure to point out that everyone stood outside at four p.m. to watch Rajneesh drive around in his Rolls Royce, where he waved to them. I'll give it. It's super weird. I think it's strange. But it's not my life. Yeah. It's not hurting anybody that they all stand outside on the sidewalk and wave to him as he drives past them. Yeah. It's weird, but not evil. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some things here that I would, I'd probably classify it as a cult, but I don't think this is a case where the cult itself was super bad. Yeah. There were people in it that were not doing good things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a kind of a weird thing, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I said that I didn't think that what they really didn't like was that they were different. They were at the core founded by Indian people. Um. So mm-hmm. there's that aspect, oh, and of they and just different is bad. Racists. Especially in our, like, bumfuck nowhere Oregonian town of 40 white people. 40 white Christian people. Yeah. Okay. So, in the early 80s, a man came forward who had secretly filmed one of the meditation sessions that I had told you about earlier. I mean, I'm sure that's a sight to see. Um... So when this was while they were still in India, so like it had been from a couple years ago, and this was also very like you can't do that because all of these people who have agreed to come to this meditation have agreed to do it 
with the knowledge that they can be private about whatever happens. Yeah. Like, um, so to be fair, a lot of people did choose to be naked during this meditation process, which made it look all the more wild when it was on. Not surprising though, like this. No, I'm not either. Like, and when I watched it, I was like, I see how this looks bad, but I know where it's coming from. So anyway, this person who had filmed it without permission edited it all together and made a documentary basically about it and like sold movie tickets. Uh, Okay. And that's not right, but okay. People really did not like it because it mostly focused on step two, which was the go crazy. And so think about it. You've got like a small room. Of people sitting in a circle, naked, yelling, screaming, kind of looking like they're humping each other, but they're, like, wrestling, and then there's a woman who's screaming, where's the fear? I can't find it. Like, she's just letting all of her stuff out, and people are going, and they're going, this is crazy. I mean, yeah, it's crazy, but it's what they do. You don't get to tell people what to do. I mean, it looks very, It on you watch it, it looks a little like, uh, what's happening here? But, like, everyone was there, was of consenting, no one was in harm, no one got hurt, and it was, and then they also showed, they showed step two, and then just step four, where everyone was completely silent. And so it made uh, it look the craziest, like, they were just all of that, and now they're sitting here meditating. Like, what? Um... Okay. So yeah, people did not like it and they left the movie being like, these people are crazy and I don't want them in my town. Um, yeah. So in response So it was really to, just to make everyone not trust them even more than they already did. Basically, yeah. Um, okay. So in response to that, there was a group called the Thousand Friends of Oregon. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they started digging into... Rajneesh Parum, which was what they had decided to call the ranch. So you, if you think that Morbid covered it, you should know now. Rajneesh I, I'm pretty sure they did cover it. I don't remember it, and I've listened to every episode. Um, I listened to it with you. Hang on, I'll look at it while you're talking. No, you have to pay attention. I am paying attention to you. Okay, um... So, yeah, the <laughs> Thousand Friends of Oregon started digging into Rajneesh Parum to say that they had bought the land on agricultural reasons, but they weren't using it for that. They were trying to make it their own city. Um, and they were also talking about building a hotel, I think, in Portland that had 500 rooms in it. And the people of Oregon didn't like that either. Um, and then they, they were talking, oh no, they were taking Sheila and other people in charge to court saying that they had built their buildings illegally and that they needed to find a way and were going to find a way to come in and take it all back or tear it all down. Um, 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 like they bought this land, sir. Like, in America, yeah, this is when theirs. you buy things, they're yours. And you can do uh, you whatever. You should know. You've been living here long enough. Like, I'm so, I barely remember all this stuff, but, like, I know if you own property, unless you belong to an HOA, you can pretty much do whatever you want to it. 
Yeah. Especially when you live 19 miles outside of the town in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Sheila starts being very smart and she's jumping into loopholes uh, within the law and she started buying properties inside of Antelope, the town, so that if they did come try to take stuff, they still had a hold of the town and, like, a say. A say in what happened. Right. And, like, they also said that this was bad and they were like, these properties were for sale. And we bought yeah. them. Okay. Um, so they said, like, if they're not going to give them their rights, they'd find they'd fight the same way that other people were fighting them. So they started taking mm -hmm. over the city until they could keep their ranch like they wanted to. I kind of think this didn't need to happen, but I understand why it started happening. So yeah. People said that they were forcing out the original residents. Like, I mean, that's super white. We should, like, that's like white people 101. Like, you should be aware of this. Yeah, um, you should definitely be aware of that. And Sheila said that their issue was a combination of religious bigotry, yeah, and the Mayflower mentality of, like, I was here first, so I get to be here. And you can't change yeah. anything. Which, like, also, she's just being, like, a white person, like, so that she's got As colonizer written all over it. So oh, like, yeah. I'm not Absolutely. okay with it. I understand, but like this is what you have done also. And if mm -hmm. you had just let them live in their ranch like a happy person, none of this stuff would have happened. Yeah, literally. So like yes, bad, but like you're not the full victim because you did stuff to them first. Exactly. Any it's like you're escalating this and then pretending that you're perfectly fine. Also, the money that they were like people who were selling their properties, they would they gave them more money than they asked for. And so like all these people who were like, I'm never gonna sell to those people, eventually were like, Yeah, I'll take your money. Because I don't know. Yeah. Don't it's always it. about money. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah, and like Especially since they're doing it legally, and they only did it so that you couldn't come take their ranch from them. But, like, one of the things they did was they bought out, like, the town diner where everybody went to, and so then nobody would go there anymore. Um, yeah. And that kind of sucks, but, like, that's just, like, how things go. Like, I've lost a lot of my favorite restaurants because they got bought they got bought out and changed and whatever. Yeah, it, exactly. It happens. Um and it's like, just something that you move on from. Yeah. And then in response, they like retaliated. Like um the 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 hotel in Portland was vandalized like saying like um burn red because they all wore red. Um there was merch oh, made shit. against the Rajneesh people. Um, like, with with the picture of Rajneesh with, like, the skip sign from Uno on it. Um, uh, they made wanted really, posters. Really? That's what I don't know. What is that? The no? The no sign? It's the skip. From Uno. <laughs> uh, they made wanted posters with Rajneesh's face on it. They kept flying. Like, American flags went out 
like all over the place in retaliation. They started this to boycott everything. They were walking around with guns. One dude was wearing a necklace made of bullets, which he said was what to show the them that he fuck? was going to fight for his town. Oh, and, lovely. And then the people there said, I don't think they were asking for it, but they were begging to be shot. And I was um, like, no, no one is begging to be works. shot. Um, so then this is when the Rajnishi started filming everything. If it was like when they were out in town and yeah. then the people of Antelope said they were harassing them because they didn't want to be on camera all times. I what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, now we're in 1982. They've been here like a year. Um, there was an election to decide if they should de-incorporate because that's kind of all they had to like de-incorporate the Rajneeshis, which meant that they would lose all their power over their properties and it would they'd have to basically get the fuck out if they lost this vote. And so uh, the final vote was 42 yes and 55 no. So the Sinyasins won. Yeah. Uh, they ended up taking more of the town for this. And they renamed what? the town Rajneesh. So like, welcome to Rajneesh. Oh, I'm sure that went over well. And they, yeah, they like, they changed all the signs. They changed the street signs, the street names. Mm -hmm. They were flying their flags. So, like, I understand. Like, they kind of, they could have backed off and said, yes, we get to keep our ranch. But, yeah. I think, I no, think they just that, took everything. Yeah. And I think part of it was like, well, you guys fucked with us. So now we're going to show you. They'll rub, rub your nose in it that we get to stay here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's when people started calling the attorney general to help them. And basically told them, like, right... And so he, the attorney general basically told everyone that was calling, like, right now there's nothing I can do. There's nothing to pursue here. There's no crime. Um, yeah, like, they did it the right way. Like, yeah. And then their hotel was bombed. Great! Yeah. Like, no one got hurt, but, like, I think it was the very middle of the building in the very middle of the night. That somebody... So it tried to get as many people as possible. Kind of, but honestly, I don't know how many people were staying at the hotel at the time. Because... I don't know if the, like, the townspeople knew that, though. True. Like, it said it was like three different bombs went off. That's not concerning at all. No, it's not. At all. You know, these aren't still people. Exactly. You know. No, they're totally all, not just All people. God's children, right? Yeah. Anyway, all this, God's children. Yeah, this is when they said, we're still not going to leave. Like, you can do whatever you want to us, but we're never going to leave. Um, and then instead they said they're going to protect themselves from any and all forms of violence. And this is when Sheila decides to go out and bring back weapons for the ranch to defend um, itself. That's, yeah. Uh, also not okay, okay, but I don't know, like, why is it fair for the people of the town to walk around with guns? But then the minute these people get guns, it's like, no, 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 no. 
bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, bad. They were a little excessive. They were doing like training, and people would sneak out and watch them train. Seemed to be like an intimidation tactic. They were intimidated. They would go out there and they saw, oh shit, they're taking this seriously. And they got yeah. more scared. Like, that's part of the problem. Like, it didn't, everything they ended up doing didn't help the situation. It was like they did something, they did something, they did something. Yeah, they it was just something. escalating. Yeah. And like Sheila said that, um, Rajneesh said, well, I'm not Jesus. You know how Jesus says to turn the other cheek? Well, I say, you turn the other cheek and take both of theirs. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this guy certainly isn't Jesus. Nope, certainly not. Uh, so they used democracy to their benefit since they had a bigger population than the original residents of the town. So pretty much any election that happened, they would get their way because they had more votes. I mean, that doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't that sound like, you know the thing uh, you know politics politics you know that whole thing um so one of the things they used for this was they issued like um a day or so where they could go to the local park and nude sunbathe okay and people hated it (laughs) I'm just like, I, mean, I don't care. They're Christians. They don't really seem to like nudity. No, we, we don't like any of the body that Jesus made for us. Any of it. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> you remember all of that you stuff? Cannot. It's bad. You know, from the minute that Adam lied about eating the apple and choked on it and remembered that he was naked, all of it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Been listening to a lot of religious debate about Adam and Eve lately. Um, anywho, back on track. Um, uh. this so the news starts covering this situation at the time, and they, I the the clip that they showed in the documentary was that they are their way of life is so weird, and they're so busy having quote orgasmic sessions day and night. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Why is this bad? <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. So that that was a thing. Um They yep. the, the Rajneeshis also joined the local cops. And they formed their own peace corps or peace force, which and all the residents were like, it wasn't a peace force. It was a harassment force. Um, One guy made a sign that said better dead than red. And he got arrested for being menacing. Uh, And that's Uh, when what? Because he was walking around town waving the sign that said better dead than red in reference to their red clothing that they would wear. Um, I don't know what else he was doing, but he got arrested for being menacing. And they, all the people in town described him as a hothead, so I'm guessing he was yelling stuff, but I don't know. It was my favorite murder that did it. Not uh, morbid. Well, I'm in 2017, so if they haven't, if, I, if it's later than that, I haven't gotten there. No, it was January 5th of 2017. It was episode 50. 
I've, I've, I've watched, listened to that one, but I don't remember it. Yeah, no, it was with you with that one. Because okay. I was like, the organ thing sounds familiar. The yeah. the bombing. That's what I remember. Yeah. Um. Okay. So because he got arrested, the residents all started buying guns in droves, and the whole situation oh is just God. getting worse. Single-handedly supporting the NRA. Okay, so it's getting worse, and Sheila is now getting booked for, like, talk shows and news shows. Where oh, shit. Okay. they're like interviewing her, and then some of them, it looks like she goes on like Maury or something because she's sitting up there with other people, other residents, like not the mayor, mm-hmm. but like one of the bigger named women and man in the town who are married to each other, and they're all sitting next to each other, like yelling. Um, um. I mean, to be fair, sometimes Sheila is a complete goddess. And how she answers shit. And I, you'll love it. Okay, anyway. So um, so they're trying to talk to her about the rising tension. And honestly, they couldn't really keep up with her or argue with her. Like, she had valid points. Um, their community had no crime attached to it. They didn't have any drug or alcohol problems. And they had no mm-hmm. no venereal diseases of any type. And yeah, then, so like nothing and, could be pinned on them. No, and then she like said, and also you should know that we're also the only ones enjoying sex to the fullest. And they were like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, she was known to like cuss, and like she would get in cusses, and some people would be like, okay, you got one, you did it, okay, like stop. Um, so then kind of great. People would tell her, like, what if they say just some people just don't like you? They don't care, and they don't care for these orange people. And she was like, mm, what can I say? Tough titties. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, a queen. A queen. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't like you. And she was like, and what? She was like, so? I'm, what I do you want me here. to do about that? I bought the property. She was like, I own this. Like, I'm sorry. Have you ever had, like, a neighbor you hated? They they fucking live there, though. Oh, well. Wait, what are you going to try and do? These people clearly have never lived in an apartment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, she would <sighs> she would give people the finger on TV, and they would blur it out. Uh, and she would smile. <laughs> she knows. And she's, uh, like, I think at this age, she's, like... I think she's like 18, 19 at the most. Maybe maybe wow. she's 20. Maybe she's 20 and dealing with all this shit. I don't entirely know. That's still wild though. Um she would cuss out people. She would call people out when they were being like when they were lying about stuff and she would correct them. Like one of the ladies okay. came on and she was like, "I don't know if you know this, but they have 11 Rolls Royces and she's like actually we have 17 <laughs> Rolls Royces and by Monday we'll have 20 Ooh, <laughs> and she was wow. just like okay queen Jesus um and people just didn't like how like crass and blunt she was like she ended up no because this, she's like, not a typical feminine polite lady yeah she had this very like laissez faire like I don't give a shit about you I'm gonna like whatever um respect but what came out of this was that the religion or movement, whatever, 
like mm-hmm. it reached more places because that she was on TV. Yeah. And people started looking into it and it just spread to all different countries. Oh they shit. They had okay. originally like 10,000 Rajneeshis and that became 30,000 and then 500,000. It was half a million what? by the end of it. Like it was everywhere. How have I never heard of this? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This didn't even happen that what? long ago. It no, it didn't. I need to see if mom knows anything about this. Uh, I don't know if she does, but yeah, ask her. Um, so this, so but their ranch, Rajneesh Parun, was mm-hmm. still the base camp or like the mecca because he lived there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so everyone that was like involved in the movement wanted to come see him, and so they made mm-hmm. it like a huge celebration. Like, kind of like Coachella or, um, fuck, what, why can't I remember what it was called? Um, so yeah, it it looked kind of like that, but like, to the most, because they were like, dancing, singing, canoeing, playing music, nude sunbathing, eating. That sounds really fun, honestly. Flying, parades. (laughs) It looked like a fucking blast. Like, I don't understand. I would have been thrilled. Oh, you can't tell me that. They were having a time of their life. Mm-hmm. They were, like, meditating, and their meditating was, like, dancing together. I don't know. It looked amazing. I yeah, that sounds tickets. like Woodstock, for sure. I would have bought tickets. I'm not I'm not going to India, but I might go to the party. That sounds <laughs> Like, I'm not going to Oregon and, like, hang out. I mean, you know. Um... They gained a ton of money during, like, this would happen in the summers, and I know that Mm -hmm. they had three, but I think, like, the third summer happened in the middle of a lot of shit happening, so, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. But they had, like, um, so I think, like, the first summer, or maybe the second summer, anyway, they would sell all the stuff that they were creating, because remember, he wants you to be creative. You have to be creative. So they were selling their clothes, even though the, like, color selection was not great. Um, <laughs> they were selling As their you pottery. Do. They were selling books. Um, and by the end of the summer, they had, like, $19 million. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and But, like, people were coming from air, from everywhere. And it seemed like they all decided to walk to Rajneesh uh, Parum. I don't know why. Because they would walk through Antelope, which means you still have 19 miles to walk. But anyway, mm-hmm. all these people were walking through Rajneesh Parum in their red, and what did the residents call it? What did they call it? A concentration camp. What? They were like, up there, that's a concentration camp. How would you like it if that was in your in your and your thing, and I was like, "What are you even talking what? about? Do no even... one is dying up there. They want like the people that you hate. They want to be in the said concentration camp that you're calling it. Are you being taken and driven there and like killed? Are you being forced? yeah? Are you being tortured? Are you being forced to be this religion? Are you what? Nothing. They're doing nothing to you. Are you being forced to, to wear awful outfits? Yeah. Are you being forced to do any of their movement? No. You're just forced to look at it. 
You're not even forced to do that. You're 19 miles away. I mean, like, I guess, like, you're forced to look at them wear all the color that they're wearing. Like, because if it came oh, into wow. the town... You have to look at people wearing pink. You have to look... It was like a hot pink that mom would have loved. Okay? Or red. And it was like maroon red. And then it was like sunset orange. And so the most that you had to do is, like, watch them walk around and dance like happy children and kiss each other on the mouth. That's not a concentration <laughs> camp. I don't understand this whole conservative, like, bringing everything back to the Holocaust and then getting none of the facts right. Wow. Um, but this is where stuff gets really bad, and so we're going to save that for part two because I made oh, Jesus. two parts. Okay. Again, as you do. I'm sorry. I get so... You put in so much more effort than I do, and I respect that on so many levels. I mean, I hope you get here. At least halfway here someday. It'd be nice. I, I do occasionally. You do. When you're very episodes. interested in the episode, you do. Yeah, that's a good point. I have to be really interested in the episode. Um, like, Chernobyl was so much fun. See? Like, the whole thing. You did some good ones, too. But yeah, yeah, I've got so some. We're gonna leave it here with this fun celebration and a, a what is it? Before we get into the depression, a powder keg of problems going on. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. For, for the rest the, of this chaos. For, for the rest of this wild, and we haven't even really gotten started, so. Oh, okay. Lord. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Wait, tell them the things. Oh, shit. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. And if you have any personal stories, feedback, suggestions, topic ideas, you can email them to us at nope I'm scared podcast at gmail.com. We did get our first listener story a couple of days ago. Whoa, so yeah. if, if we get more... We can do a collaboration of them. So send us your stuff. And you can rate, review, follow, like, whatever. Uh, And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Say bye. Bye.